right. It's officially 8.15 in the morning. I'm standing here with sand in my pockets. And you might be wondering why. Yeah. Good morning, Gabe. Was that you trying to start hot for the analytics? Yeah, I'm trying to get the analytics. Oh my God. According to Spotify, if you keep a, they, they track downloads based on people that stay here for a minute. So if you're going to listen to the podcast, just at least get through one minute and then we're going to yeah, just give us a minute. What can we just do for a minute, minute to keep people entertained and, and stick around? If you wait one minute, I'll this is when everyone is like turning it off. They're like these idiots. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I have all jokes aside though. I have a lot of really interesting stuff that, that, we should talk about, but I want to hear about what happened this morning. Why do you have sand in your pockets? Dude. So this morning, um, I, you know, here's an interesting fact. So on Instagram, I put up a story and said, Hey, I'm going to be at the beach at six 30 in the morning in Santa Cruz, which from my house to Santa Cruz about, uh, this morning with no traffic from door to door was 32 minutes. So it's not like I'm going, it's not like it takes me that long to get to the beach. Right. And Santa Cruz is, that also means you're like cruising down 17. Yeah, like you're cruising, like whatever, like you're, yeah, over 17. It's all good. So you get to um, the beach and uh, this morning, basically, so I put something out on social media. I said, Hey, I'm going to be there. But I also text, I have two different workout groups. I have workout group one, workout group two on text. I'm just adding people to it. I was like, I see them like in conversation, be like, Hey man, you want to do workouts? All right, I'll add it to it. So I got like 40 people on text threads and I have, and I post on social media. I said, Hey, I'm going to be here at six 30 in the morning. Uh, because I wanted the sun to be up by the time we went into the ocean. And if you want to do a workout and then we'll jump in the water. So I left my house early. I got there at like six. I want to make sure I had everything all set up. And um, it was, it was a super cool experience, man. Like, but what's interesting is I put it up on stories. I saw that it's, so this is weird, Gabe. Tell me what happened. 30,000 people saw it. A hundred people clicked the Google maps link a hundred people clicked it i saw that and none of them showed up isn't that weird uh i mean we had we had 14 people show up what's that sorry i was on mute what, what do you mean none of them showed up so we had 14 people show up but none of them were because of social media so isn't it but weird? i mean to be fair do you know that none of those people also clicked through your social media just because they might have even if i'm on the text thread like i i might have oh. clicked I'm just saying, like, to say none of them showed up is, you know. Okay, maybe you had one. But why would you click on the link on social media when you have a text with the exact same information? But in either Yeah, case, I mean, I guess. But either way, I, I get what you're saying. But also at the same time, man, like, <laughs> I think that, you know, it's one of those things. We've talked about this in the past. But I think that, like, we have a very different, like, perspective, prioritization, and even flexibility in some ways of like, oh, yeah. if something like that was going down, like I'm there. Right. But I think that that's pretty unique and I'm not like giving people excuses for why, you know, them seeing on social media that Jason Khalifa is going to host a workout at the beach, them being like fully intended on going and that not re really being a reality on short notice isn't like completely out of the realm of what could have happened. Now, could some of those people like they could have made it. They could have woken up, whatever, but it was just kind of like, oh, it's a cool idea. But, you know, there's a difference between like, I'd like to do that and then actually fucking doing it possibly. And I, I, I do think that like, you know, that's one of the things that we are hoping to kind of inspire people to shift to the other side of that. Right. I think that there's, we've talked about this so many times, there's a lot of men, people out there in general that want 
to be fit, that want, you know, to look a certain way, that want to be like super proud of how capable they are. But then they don't back up that wanting to do those with the necessary actions to actually make it happen. And I, I genuinely hope that everything that we're doing through this podcast, through the newsletter, through the content we're putting out on Instagram helps bridge that gap between people just wanting these things to happen, but realizing that they're not going to happen out of thin air and that you have to put the work in. I'm, I'm hoping that we do that. But right now, there are a lot of people that fall into that bucket, unfortunately. Yeah. So a couple of things from this morning that that was interesting is like, one is these train hard men's club, like they fire me up. They, they definitely fill me up. Like I was, I was, dude, you just got 15 guys, 14 guys. And one showed up late, which I'll tell you about, but 14 guys just throwing down the beach and then immediately jump in the water. And one of the things that I try and do, and, and if you're listening to this and you're inspired by it, you could do this at home. But I think what's really important is to set an expectation and always hit it. And what I mean by that is, I told people we'd be done at 7.15 sharp and we got done 7.15 sharp. Just like if you're a coach at a class, people gave me their time from 6.30 sharp to 7.15 sharp. So we did a 30 minute hard workout, jumped in the water, got the hell out. And the reason why it's important to me is like, dude, these guys have jobs. They have families to get back to. They have things going on. And so I think set the expectation with your local community and make sure you stick with it. Because in particular, this one, I had a couple of guys drive with me and yeah, would I have liked to like hung out there a little bit or whatever, although I had to record with you? Sure. But dude, people have shit to do. And so don't assume that their time, their time is is valuable to them. And if you set the expectation of your local community, it's going to be from X time to this time, always stick with it. And if there's another opportunity to grab coffee after and it's it's supplemental, that's different. But I, I, I found that to be really important this morning because it's a Wednesday morning, people have stuff to do. So we got to get after it. So, but what was funny is, I was originally planning one for Saturday also, and it was supposed to start at seven. And a buddy of mine shows up at 7.10, rolls up in his Tesla, fired up to get ready, and we were just leaving. So I left him a plate and a kettlebell, told him the workout, and he just texted me a picture. So he did the workout, jumped in the water, and then he came back home. So I thought that was cool, man. That's like that's like walking the walk, talking the talk, dude. You got... you. What I feel like is happening in my local community, and I would encourage anybody listening to think about this. You don't need to go crazy. What's happening is that you're per, you're you're cultivating a culture of of people who want to train hard, in particular men. And every week, every week, we're doing something hard, and it's just, dude, it's just like a snowball effect. You know, last week we had 20, 30 people show up. Yeah, this time it was a thirty minute drive, so we had fourteen show up. We're giving people opportunities. My next door neighbor, he tells me this on the way home because we drove together. He said something to me and I, I want to encourage other guys out there to think about this the same way. He goes, Jason, I'm just letting you know in my lifetime, I never thought I would do what we just did. And I really appreciate you exposing me to this. I think sometimes we, we think that this is normal, right? And because of my training, certain things are normal. Like, dude, I used to go to the beach at 5 a.m. and swim a mile for, for years. But for a lot of these guys, it's not normal. And so if you're the person that's uncommon in your area, like find a way to access, you know, obviously treat people with a lot of like levels of care, but be that guy because you never know when someone's going to come up to you and say that. And it's going to be super meaningful to you. So that's, that's my morning fired up. And that's why I have sand in my pockets. Cause literally I came home and I jumped on the mic. Dude, be that guy. I love that. Ever, ever, there's so many people out there that I, I would assume maybe not, but I would assume that some people out there 
think that just because you're Jason Kalipa, you have this like, and and you do, right? Like you have a very unique magnetic like energy about you that draws people to want to do what you do and aspire to like be as fit as you and like put all this work. I think you're very inspirational. But I, I think that a lot of people out there possibly underestimate the similar impact they can have on the people around them. You don't have to be a CrossFit Games champion. You don't have to be super fit. You don't have to like even like look insanely jacked and have triceps the size of Jason Kalipa to prioritize your own health and fitness, make that accessible to the people around you and watch them start to change their habits and what they do because they're like, holy shit, like, have you seen Dan? Like, Dan's fucking like getting it together. He's getting to work out every day. Like, dude, what are you doing? Can I come join you? Like, what workout routine are you doing? What are you eating? Like, what's, you know, like, and that's not going to be everyone. I get that. But I think that people really underestimate the impact they can have on those around them by just prioritizing their own health and fitness and putting the work in. Um, and so I hope that people start doing it because you can be the guy. You can 100% be the guy. Anyone, anyone listen. Yeah. And, and just a few things I've learned over the years, you know, I started, I started in the fitness space when I was 15. I opened my first gym at 21. And so I've always kind of created this culture of fitness and it's, it's, it's evolving as of recently, you know, last like six months, I've really been evolving into like these weekly men's club, but I would, I would encourage people to think about make it hard. Yes, it should be hard, but it should also be not where people feel like they're being called out. And so the way that we design these workouts is like, do we do partner? We do team. We do a lot of stuff, but I always lay the framework of like the culture over the top is effort is everything. I don't care how many you get. And it's important because you don't want people to feel, you want them to be a feel um, encouraged to come and not, and not like they're lesser than. And it's the same thing with the ocean. Like, dude, I had people that were not comfortable in the ocean this morning. So I just said, guys, we're going to start walking towards that ocean. We're going to walk in the ocean. We are not going to stop. We're going to take off our shirt as soon as we're done with this AMRAP. We're going to just walk. And we're not going to stop until we hit the ocean. At that point, if you get to a point where you feel uncomfortable, just stop. All I care about is that we get cold. I don't care if you go all the way in. I don't care if you go halfway in. I don't care what, because surf was kind of big. But the goal is to set the expectation with with the culture that people feel inspired and a part of something and not isolated and that they're not capable enough because that's not the long-term vision of it. Um, and that's my kind of, that's kind of like the last note on this. I just think that I'm getting messages from people across the country who want to start doing this kind of stuff. And I would really make sure that you try and do it in a way that is inspiring and motivating, but also inclusive, inclusive for people who want to work hard. If you don't want to work hard, you have no business being here. But if you want to work hard, I don't care how fit you are. You belong with me, you know, is, is the theory. Yeah, man. It's, it's so interesting. I like, and we've talked about it in the past, but it's interesting to think about and try to reconcile exactly what you just said. Cause I think that that's so powerful with this idea that was, you know, like deep, really deeply ingrained into the fabric of CrossFit, which is the type of fitness that we come with, which is like the score is everything. And going as prescribed is like a goal. It's something to aspire, which naturally puts it on a pedestal to scaling, right? Like scaling is a word that we don't use in our gyms because it has a negative connotation to, right? Like even just using adjusting versus scaling 
like make it more acceptable for people. But I, I guess it's like, how do you reconcile the fact that like, yes, what we're looking for is hard work over everything. Like it doesn't matter if you got two rounds in the, the AMRAP that you might've done or 10, because if the effort was the same for those two people, like that's a win. It's a win for that person. And it's a win for this person. And if anything, like the person that got two rounds and went all out and really got uncomfortable might be a bigger win than someone that coasted through eight rounds because they're super fit. And they were just like, you know, I'm over here, you know, 80% and I can do this much. It's just, it's difficult because that stuff is, I guess, less quantifiable than very easily, you know, putting up scores on a scoreboard and trying to measure, you know, the, the results people are getting by just, are you first on the list or are you 10th on the list? And does that mean that you got a better workout than the 10th? Um, but no, I, I love the fact that what we're doing is kind of turning that narrative on its head a little bit. I just understand how it could be a little bit more difficult to quantify and difficult to like make black and white because it's not black and white. You're just asking people to come in and put the best effort they can that day, which also for anyone is going to be difficult on some days and it's going to be different on some days than others. I mean, I think you just got to figure out like, what is the heart of what you're trying to accomplish? And I think education is a component, like this morning, for example, dude, I mean, bro, we're doing thrusters of the plate. We're doing kettlebell swings. We're doing burpees. We're doing plank hold. We're doing pushups with a, uh, with a weighted backpack on. There's yes, I went over some basic techniques, but for the most part, dude, it's like, let's just go. I'm going to start a clock and we're going to move and we're going to hit it hard for 25 minutes. And I, you know, that's taken me a long time. Like I 25 mean, minutes is such a long time. <laughs> this is my uh, certificate of completion of my level three, which will get me my level four, which I did. Can you stay on topic for two seconds? <laughs> you know, when you're talking about stuff like this, right? There's this culture in CrossFit that's like, if you're not scoring it, it doesn't matter. If you're not chasing it, and I've had to restructure this, and we've talked about this a lot, but like with this particular group, I legitimately do not care. I, I do not care. I don't care if they get five. I don't care if they get 10. What I do care about is that they get a stimulus. So to finish off today's session, I was like, guys, listen, we need to create ad adaptation. Like we need to go. Like I need you to throttle the shit out of this right now. And then we're going to go jump in the ocean. And I need you to do that for four minutes right now. I need, I need this from you right now. And I set the expectation. 30 seconds, we're going to air squat. 30 seconds, we're going to burpee. We're going to do that for four rounds to finish this off. And we're going to go as hard as you possibly can. And I don't know how many they got. And were they even hitting full range of motion? Kind of. But it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter. Because you know what? Those guys finished those four rounds. We took our shirts off, went in the ocean, and they're having the best day of their life, right? Or maybe not the best day of their life, but they're having a great day. And that for us was a win. And I've had to really rechange my, my thought process because, you know, back in the day, you'd be like, oh, you know, what'd you get? What was your lowest number? You, you know, it doesn't matter. It just, it just doesn't matter, dude. What matters is that people are, are pushing their threshold. And then over time, if that audience decides they're interested in the sport of fitness or they're interested in really seeing how they've improved, that's where I think the numbers really do matter. But if they're just trying to get out there, man, and for some of these guys, the only workout they do all week, really what we need to do is just get hit them with some intensity and make sure they have a good time doing it. Yeah. No, I love it, man. I love it. I'll, I'm hoping to join you one of these days once I'm I'm, I'm on the West Coast because it'd be fun to do that. Yeah. Um, speaking yeah. of things that are super hard and suck, I, you saw on Instagram, I posted it before oh, we started God. recording. I love that video. Oh my gosh. Uh, such dude, a let me tell you. So I saw you posted it last night. 
So the thought goes into my mind last night. So for people that aren't following since this will come out a week later. So Jason posts, uh, and tell me, how did you, why did you come up with like wanting to do a 2K row? Bro. Did it so, just like pop in your head? Yeah. So this is like, this is in, in the brain of Jason Klepo. So I'm in the garage and I felt like lifting. I was like, you know what? I want to lift pretty heavy today. I just felt good. I was like, I want to lift. And I've been kind of sensitive to doing squat cleans just because my knee's been a little wonky from jujitsu. But Caden comes in the garage. He's like, hey, dad, what are we going to do? I'm like, dude, we're going to lift heavy. He's like, all right. <laughs> He's like, so he goes in the corner and starts back squatting. And then I start squat cleaning. And I, I'm like, you know what? I want to go heavy, dude, but I, I'm not Also, just not, not to interrupt you, but like whenever you tell me stories like that, I cannot fucking wait, man, until Shay comes into the gym and he's like, dad, what are we doing today? Like, dude. I cannot fucking wait. And like, I know it'll come with time and I'm enjoying the time now. But man, when you say stories like that, I get so, like, I imagine myself and my son doing that shit and it gets me so excited. Anyway, continue. Yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, it's great. And so the reason why, so Caden, um, we, uh, anyways, because currently he was doing three sports before, now that mm -hmm. he's only doing travel ball, baseball, he doesn't have something every single day. And so we're prioritizing this current time to do more self-defense and more fitness for him. So I'm, I'm just kind of like, you know, shaping the, the season because when he's in three sports, it's really difficult to get in a bunch of strength condition. Sure. Anyways, so he comes in, he's like, what are we doing? I'm like, ah, oh, we're going to lift. So I start uh, banging out sets of five at 225 squat clean. I'm like, all right, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. You know, I was, I was, you know, I was feeling good. I was, I was like, all right. And so he starts deadlifting and then back squatting, deadlifting, back squatting. And I'm cleaning. And we're like, dude, the energy's right. I'm like, all right. And then he he's like, all right. <laughs> He's like, hey, I'll catch up with you later. I'm going to go inside um, and we'll play football later. I say, okay, cool. So he goes inside. I'm sitting there. I'm like, what am I going to do for my workout? So I pull out a hundred pound sandbag and I start taking it and I start doing a burpee with it and putting it over the rower. I've never done that before. So I took a sandbag. I lifted it from one side to the other, did a burpee, lifted it the other side, did a burpee, lifted it the other side, did a burpee. I was like, okay, I kind of want to do something with rowing in it today. And then I sat there. I was like, you know what I haven't done in a long time? single modality training. And I was inspired because I had just gotten done with the level four or level three mm -hmm. CrossFit test. And I recognized that I never really do single modality training. So, right. So that was the inspiration. That was the inspiration. So I got home and I'm like, dude, I never do single modality. I was like, you know what? What's the shitty distance I could do on the rower? <laughs> and <laughs> my, yeah. so my fastest 500 was a 118. My fastest 1K was a 258. And my fastest 2K was like a 619, 620 at the CrossFit Games. I did one one time into a half marathon. So I'm sitting there, I'm like, what's a shitty distance? Like, you know what? 2K. I was like, let's go. So, dude, I just, I just, I, that was all that, that was went through my head. I'm like, I want to go single modality. I want to do something hard. Let's go. And I wanted to see if I could still do a sub seven minute 2K because I, I find that in fitness, there's always those people, including myself, I'm raising my hand. We're like, oh yeah, I could definitely do that. It's like, no, mm, well, okay. I'm like, put your money where your mouth is. Like, oh, yeah, I could definitely do that. It's like, all right. Like, I could definitely row a sub two minute, a sub eight, uh, seven minute 2K. Definitely. But I wanted to see and make sure I still could. And so, uh, yeah, man, I, I did a 6.45 and it hurt. I think I probably could have gone like a 6.40. I don't, dude, I don't know how I do. A 6.20 would have been smoking but yeah i hit that and that was the inspiration so there you go oh dude so then so then you posted on instagram yeah and you're like you know 
because it, it is the 2k row like sucks it's it it's sucks. such a terrible distance it's like it's not long enough where you can at any point from beginning to end well obviously towards the end but even in the beginning you can't really like settle you have to start at like a pretty high level of uncomfortable it's, if you want to go fast yeah. and then it just gets worse and worse and worse and you just can't fall off so i saw that you did that and i was like damn i haven't tested that in a long time either and it would really suck and it just kind of lined up like Wednesdays. I don't do any bodybuilding. I either take like a full rest day or I run some sprints up the driveway or like I try and do something that I'm in and out like 20, 30 minutes tops. And, you know, sometimes it's easy. Sometimes it's hard, whatever. So it was good. Like the day lined up. Then we launched our merch today to people on the newsletter. So I was just extra fired up on all train hard stuff. I had the flag that I wanted to put up in the gym. So like everything aligned and I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this 2K row and send it. But let me tell you, dude, I, so I almost quit 500 meters in because the first 500 were like, you know, the first 500, you like, you're on a super low pace. Like you're like, you're killing yeah, you're it. Like I'm a, like, you're dude, like a I'm 135, go, 140. Dude, I'm going to go with like 630 here. But then at 500, you're like, oh, this yeah. is why it sucks. And seven minutes is going to be like a battle. So at that point I was like, man, I haven't been training. I've been rowing at all. I've been doing like, Metcons at all. I've been doing like just bodybuilding training. I'm like, I'm not going to do this, but I was like, no, keep going, go to a thousand. I get to the thousand mark and I'm like exactly at three 30. So I'm like, you were exactly to, at three 30, exactly at three 30 oh, at a thousand. And I was like, I have no cushion, no hedge, here. no cushion. Like I'm going to have to negative split this. If I want to go under seven minutes, I was like, again, I came this close to just getting off the rower and calling it quits. But I was like, because I had it set to the 2K row. So it oh, gives yeah. you a projected gives you a projected finish too. Right. And my projected finish was still just saying seven minutes. So I was like, I can't give up. Like I can't stop because I'm I'm right on target. I can't stop just because I know it's gonna suck. That's a terrible reason. And so I I, I kept going. I get to 500 left and I am like on a different planet, but I'm still like, I'm still Your right projected there. Projected time still says it, right? My projected time at that point when I had 500 left was like 704, 705. Because How the I hell had... did you make up that split? I mean, that's, that's, dude, it's, bro, dude. the thing about the rower is a few seconds, like you think, like, oh, it, it makes a big difference. Yeah. I was in a lot of pain at that point. And I was like, my pace was really ballooning. But it was funny because I remembered there was a time at our old CrossFit gym where we had a specific rowing coach that was helping us. Hmm. And we did a 2K time trial once. And I remember him saying, once you got to like the 500, like 250 mark, he was like, dude, you can like at this point, like you just have to close your eyes and go, yep. you just have to go. So at that point I had ballooned a little bit over, but I was like, I'm way too close. Like I would hate to just settle in. Cause in my mind, I was also like, dude, if you get below 710, that's pretty good. You haven't been training for this. Like yeah. you're fine. I was yeah, like, yeah. you know, like you start, moving my target. The, you, you start <laughs> the, the, the target starts adjusting because originally oh, yeah. seven. I was hey, like yeah. 705, 710. Hey, you're, like, you're like, bro, even if I get like 710, like that's pretty good. Yeah, I, I've been there, man. Dude, sure. But then I did I did two like really strong pulls and I got the pace down and the projected finish like dipped right below seven minutes. And I was like, fuck, I, like, I don't want this, but I can do it. Like I can do it. And then I just like closed my eyes and went for it and finished at 659 and then like walked around like hobbling in so much pain for like, you know, the next five minutes. But it, it was cool, man. And what I said in the Instagram video is true. Like, I can't think of anything that like exemplifies what we're trying to stand for with train hard more than like, you know, not every day, 
But every now and then, like going out there, doing something that you like, you're very well aware that it's going to suck. You haven't been like specifically training for it. Like obviously we're training all the time. And the whole point of the type of training we do is that we should be able to show up for something like that, even if we're not specifically doing a rowing program. So it was cool to see that too. But man, just picking something that you know is going to suck and just like go for it, like go for broke. And the reason that I'm sharing that I came this close to quitting all those times was I think that like, those are the important, like not milestones. That's not what I want to say, but like walls you need to get through where growth happens. And they're relative to everyone. Huberman talks about this in terms of like cold plunging, because he's like, it's, it's not a specific temperature or staying in a specific amount of time. It's just like, how many walls can you get through where like, you pass through a significant level of discomfort that in, even in your mind, you're like, man, I really want to get out right now, but you stay in past that. That's a win. And for some people that might be 50 degrees and one minute for some people that might be four minutes and 36 degrees, yep. but it was this, like, it was the perfect example on this row, man, because literally at every 500 mark, I was like, dude, I don't have to do this. Like no one's, no, no one will know. I won't say that I attempted it. Like I didn't put it out. Like it's not, it wasn't programmed for me. Like whatever. Like I tried it. I haven't been training it. It's all good. You're not doing it on Instagram live. There's no one watching. Like no one knows. Like, dude, but I fucking finished it and I got a 659. And let me tell you, I was so fired up. I was so fired up. I was also in a lot of pain, but I was like, I fucking did that. Like I, I went there, I did it fucking 659 hard earned. And I feel good right now. I can't remember. I can't. I'll never forget the way I felt when I finally wrote a sub, uh, a sub four, uh, no, a sub three minute one K I'll never do the, I'll never forget the place I was at. I was in my garage. I was by myself. And, dude, I just, I'll never so obnoxious. Oh my God. That's oh. And then the time that I set my best 500 meter row pace was when that guy, some guy came and challenged me at the gym. I had, I was eating bacon at the time. And he was like, I challenge you to a 500 meter row. And I, my ego and my emotions, my everything was like, bro, you're coming into my gym after I just got, got coaching this morning. I'm eating a piece of bacon. You challenge me to 500. Like, bro, it's on. Like, let's go. I, we're, we're, we're doing this. <laughs> I set the best time I've ever done that day just because I was so pissed that he was messing with my bacon flow. So, but that for, yeah. something, for something like that, is someone holding down the rower? Uh, well, in that particular case, no. Um, I think we might have put some dumbbells down. But okay. it was me and this guy. That's it. It was there was no one else in the gym. Um, but yes, I mean, if I'm really trying to crank on it, um, uh, someone typically would have to like stand on it. Like I've competed at events before where someone has to stand on it. Otherwise, it'll just bounce back. Man, two K row, two K row, terrible distance. Um, no, it, it was. It's a hard distance, man. And I'm glad that you did it. And I'm glad that others are doing it. Um, yeah, we got quite a few people commenting on that right now. So if you haven't seen that, you gotta go back like a week from when this podcast releases, because, um, yeah, that, it, it just, I was inspired by, it. I did it. You know, I gotta tell you though, the ocean, man, the ocean was warm today, dude. It was warm. It felt good today. It was not cold, but with the surf was pretty big though. I'm not going to lie. The surf was bigger than I would have the bigger than I wanted for the group that we brought, but it was not that cold. So it was good. Dude, my, the, the pacific is never warm but maybe it was relatively warm yeah i think it was like 60 degrees but I, I the plan is to maybe go back on saturday but maybe we'll change it i just want to keep switching it up on these guys man i want to always be bringing up different hard things to go do go do something outside 
you know, I actually, I, I think it might be raining on Saturday. I think it'd be really cool to do something like out in a park. So all that kind of stuff, I think just continues to inspire me. Like the grimier, the nastier, the better. And we're getting there. We're getting a group of guys that want that too. Dude, hard stuff, uncomfortable stuff. It's so important, man. It's so, so, so important. Um, did you have anything? I, I went to New York this past weekend. That was an adventure. I have a few things I can share from that trip. That was fun. Dude, talk to me about New York. And then, you know, again, got that three-hour <laughs> CrossFit test. Uh, we can talk about the level three. Although, as per the NDA, you can't share anything about it. So, careful, oh, really? big guy. Um, I, dude, I wrote down all the questions. <laughs> you know what's funny about that? <laughs> so, dude, I'm going in for the test. This, And then I want to hear about New York. But I'm going in for this test. And the reason why I want to do this test is because I used to have my CrossFit level four because I used to work for CrossFit seminar staff. So I had the highest ranking uh, level four is the highest to get. For me to re-get my level four, I had to go retake my level three and a level two actually because I was out of expired. So I went to a level two. It was all good. Level three is a three-hour test. You have to do it at a testing site. So it's like pretty legit. Like you go there, you have to show two forms of ID. Like it's a, it's a thing, you know? Yeah, it's, it's a big fun. deal. Yeah. And it's a three hour test, 160 questions. So I get there and the lady's like, Hey, you got to drop off your hat. You got to drop off your jacket. You got to drop off everything. I'm like, dude, what if I'm cold? She's like, we keep it at 70 degrees. I'm like, okay, whatever. So I dropped my stuff <laughs> what off. If, what if I'm cold? <laughs> and, <laughs> and, uh, so I drop off all my stuff and I go sit down and she goes, all right, Hey, here's your whiteboard and here's your pen. You can't start writing down anything until the first question pops up. I'm like, okay. Well, I had certain things in my head that I wanted to write down. For example, like triglyceride levels, uh, LDL, HDL numbers, uh, how many blocks build up a zone, um, how many you know uh, grams of protein, fat, carbohydrate bu builds up each um, block of zone. Just little random stuff. I just want to write down. I don't even know why I want to write it. I just want to do it. Right. I felt like shoot, if I had to get back to this, I could I could do it. So the girl walks away. And I start kind of writing and then she comes back. She's like, you can't write it to the first question. So sure enough, I go on it. And the first question is like, are you prepared to take this test? Yes. The test hadn't actually started, but there was a question that popped up. So I started writing down. She comes over. She's like, sir, you need to wait until the first question. I was like, it is a question. She's like the first question of the test. Don't be, you know, whatever. And so, I don't know, it just brought me back to my college days about trying to, if you ain't treating, you ain't trying. And so... What a mess, man. I didn't what have mess. To any of those things down. Like, dude, <laughs> come on. I, That's pretty funny though. Technically, dude, there's a question on the screen. This this lady was probably like, who the fuck is this guy? Dude, what is this guy doing? And uh, why are you at a location? So anyways, oh, level three, if you haven't taken it, it was, it was a cool experience, much harder than it looks. So if you are going to go take it, um, yeah. And then now this recertifies me, I think at my level four level. So I'll be back at the highest level. Um, but it is, it is a difficult test. I will give it that. It is not easy. There are certain things that are definitely subjective. Like you look at it, you're like, ah, dude, it could be that, it could be that. So make sure you guys study uh, the level one guide if you're interested in taking it. Nice, man. Yeah, I, I took it um, a while back. It's since expired, but I remember being super nervous because it was, it was, it, it's just, it covers such a huge breadth of information. Like you just need to know all these things about so many different topics, like everything from like the conjugate method to nutrition stuff to like, it's, it's just so much information, but it was a really cool experience because if you really dive into the study materials, 
you get such an awesome crash course on like, not just like CrossFit specific stuff, but like really cool, like health and nutrition and like different, like exercise modalities, like really cool articles from the, um, from the journal way back. Like I think studying for the test, preparing for the test is just a really good learning experience. And then, you know, tests are always tough, man, because some people are just better test takers than others. And it's always tough to like make a test that like, is it really testing? Like, you know, your knowledge of this stuff, or is it just like, are you a good test taker or not? So that stuff's always tough, but, um, no, congrats, man. It's, it's a big test. It's a big deal. So happy that you yeah. went through that. It will not do anything probably for my career. It will not make <laughs> money. It will not do anything, but it will give me the right to say CrossFit level four. And for me, I just like chasing different accomplishments. I felt like that was something that, um, I don't know. I, I just, just for me, I, I just, it was important for me. So I did it. Um, that's cool, man. No, that's super cool. Um, speaking of chasing accomplishments, I am one milestone closer to getting my private pilot's license. I did my solo cross country. So it was my first time flying for the record, alone. If you don't listen to this podcast, cross country is not as crazy. I was going to say that. No. Yeah. Cross country is just going from one airport to another. That's over 50 nautical miles. That's, that's all that means. They got to change that term, dude. Like when you say cross country, like I'm thinking like New York <laughs> to Santa Cruz, you know, like no, I didn't fly New York to Santa Cruz. Um, but yeah, man, dude, it was super nerve wracking, but, um, got it done, had a, not the most ideal landing. It was like, it wasn't my best landing at the airport that I was going to, but on my way back had a butter landing. So it was nice, nice to finish on a high note. When you but got that done. Landing, does that mean that like you like kind of like, like pop off the ground a little bit? Yeah. It just means that like you feel it like in an ideal world, like you're landing like super smooth. Like you go from like, you hardly feel the fact that you're on the ground, especially in like a small plane. Like if you land a small plane really, really well, like you shouldn't feel much when you land. It's like a seamless transition, a bad landing. You can have a bounce. You come down too hard. Um, also like not being on center line. So you start going to the side, which isn't a big deal at the airport where I do a lot of my training. Cause we're super lucky that we have like super wide, super long runways. So there's a lot of room for error there, which is like good and bad. It's good because you have a lot of room for error, but it's a little tough because now that I'm starting to fly to other airports, whenever they have much smaller runways and you've been practicing on really big ones, you have to be a lot, a lot more precise. So it's good that I'm getting to other airports now because now it's forcing me to be a lot better because with the one that I have now, like you can overshoot it, start landing halfway on the runway and you still have plenty of room to do mm -hmm. it. But on real small airports, like you have to be super precise because you're going to run out of runway at the end. Oh man. But it was, it was, it was fun, fun man. It was, it was really fun. Um, and yeah, one step closer. Now I have to do the next step is to do a, a solo, like two airport trips. So I'll go to one airport, a different one, and then come all the way back. And then after that, I'm just chipping away at like different hour requirements. Like you have to do three hours night flying. You have to do three hours total, like simulated instrument, which means that they like cover your, there are these weird glasses that cover your view of outside and you have to fly using just the instruments. It's supposed to simulate, like if you get into a cloud um, and just different, like little things I need to check off the box and then I can do my check ride. So not as close as maybe it sounds, but getting super close, which is exciting because it's been a long time coming. Ooh. And then we buy a train hard plane and then you fly it. 
That's right. With the flag in the background, just like carrying the banner. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. If you're you're listening to this podcast, you have not gone on to go buy some train hard merch. We need your help to get a train hard plane in the future. So the the $25 shirt, we need to sell a lot of them to get a train hard plane, but we would appreciate your support. Go to th.fit. Also check out the, the podcast show notes to go and grab some of the merch that Gabe and I are both wearing. He's wearing the black and white. I'm wearing the something in black, like sand, sand, maybe in black. I don't even know, but, um, but really quick, let me tell you about New York. So we went to New York for a wedding this past week and it, one funny story. And one, I think like super serious thing I wanted to talk to you about real quick. The funny story was dude, New Yorkers are next level. And I haven't been back in like a little while. How blunt What? How blunt they are? Like they just yeah. say it, like it is? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Like like blunt and also just like, I think this is the first time that I realized how, just how incredibly different like the pace of life is oh. because every other time I visited in the past, I we've gone to my parents because my parents still live there. They have their house. We stay with them. And then like, we're pretty much just at my parents' house hanging out with friends. But this time, since my parents already live here, we had an Airbnb in Brooklyn. So we were like in New York. We were like in the city. We took the subway. We were like, you know, like driving around Brooklyn. So it was a very different experience because we were actually like fully immersed in New Yorkers everywhere. And it was a very interesting experience for me. And it's funny because I grew up in the city, like in, in, in the city all the way through college. And now being removed from it from probably like nine years, it was just so funny going back. The The funny story is the first day we're at the airport. And since no one's picking us up, we had to take the air train, which is just like the little train that takes you to the rental car service. And we're literally, dude, like two seconds, we get to the station and I'm looking up at the screens to try and figure out which side I'm supposed to take. Cause I'm actually still pretty familiar with the subway, but I never took the air train because usually if I was going to the airport, I was getting picked up. Right. So I'm like for a second, maybe making it seem like I didn't really know where I'm going. And some guy just yells, yells like, Get the hell where are you going? No, 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 oh. no, no, no. He was like, where are you going? <laughs> In the most like New York accent ever to like, you know, try and help you get to where you're getting, but in this way that like, you know, he's like so annoyed that you don't know where you're going, you know? And it was just really funny. It reminded me of this saying, I think I brought it up in the past of like East coast people are not nice, but they're very kind. And West coast people are, you know, kind, but not very nice. And the saying goes that like in New York, like someone will help an idiot for not knowing how to change a flat tire the entire time they're helping you. And on the West coast, they'll be like, Oh man, it's such a bummer that your tires flat. Like that's terrible, but they won't help you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I've, Where and I, and I found that to be like, like very, very true. Where are you going? Yeah, dude. I, um, I haven't been back to, I haven't been to the East coast in a while, man. I haven't, you know, the family and I weren't, we're not traveling as much right now just because we have so many sports, but I'm glad you guys got to go out there and dude, it is a different breed of people and you got to get comfortable with it. But I, I, I hope the West coast, starts to you know i think that california's gotten a bad rap especially if you watch some of these like different people about it i gotta tell you man where we're at in california if you ever want to come to san jose los gatos area it is amazing it is incredible out here the people are great we got a fit city here and it just depends where you go man but 
California is not all bad. Don't don't believe what people tell you. Yes, in San Francisco, there's definitely some homeless and there's definitely some homeless in L.A., but don't believe everything you see on the news because that's not all of California. Every place has their pockets, right? Every place has their 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 good and their bad. But the other thing, man, that I think is is worth bringing up. So we went back to the gym where I I always visit because Dennis is there, like good friend of mine. Got a good bodybuilding session in with him. He's the fucking goat. Love going back there and seeing those guys. But th- the one thing, because we stay there for like a couple hours and met some people, is man, you just like you never know what people have going on. And it it was an important reminder, and not to like get like too much into it, but because I was talking to Ariel about this before, whenever you see someone, whether they, and you haven't seen them in a while, whether they look really, really good compared to how they have, like, you know, lost weight, like, you know, just like, man, look good. Or whether they, you know, maybe have gone in the opposite direction. It's impossible, impossible to know what's going on, like, that maybe motivated that change. And I think that like, it was an important reminder to me that knowing that, like knowing the fact that you never know what people have going on, you just have to be careful with how you approach, even complimenting someone on, hey, dude, you look great. Like, you know, because you don't know what's going on. You know, it was it was just a case where, you know, someone looked great, like looked like they've been putting work in the gym. And, you know, later I found out that, it might not be, it, no, it isn't, you know, the best reason why, you know, maybe someone had, you know, lost a bunch of weight or whatever. And it was just a good reminder, man. Like you just, you never fucking know what people have going on. And I think it goes back to something we've talked about in the past, which is like, whether, you know, someone looks like they're going in the wrong direction or the right direction. Like, I think empathy is so important. Just understanding that, like, you can never know what people have going on and understanding that's important. Dude, yeah, like uh, last night I texted my buddy, good friend of mine. I was like, hey, bro, tomorrow we're going to the beach if you want to come. He's like, not tomorrow. I said, great. I'm going to keep messaging you. Eventually over time, might take weeks, might take months, might take years, but eventually you're going to show up to one of these. And that's my mentality, dude. I just don't care anymore. I just, my mentality is I will continue to be a beacon of growth and fitness. And those who are ready are going to find it, but I have no idea what they're going through in their lives. And I'm not going to judge them for it. I'm just, dude, I, I just can't anymore. And I, it's so funny. I was on my, my car ride home with a couple of buddies. We were talking about one of our friends, actually, he passed away. It was super sad. Um, he, he, it was, he shouldn't have passed away. The, the hospital did not do an appropriate job. And because of that, he passed away and it's like a big deal. And went up. anyways, not to, I don't want to go down that tangent, but, um, so we brought this up and we were just discussing how, you know, life is short and blah, blah, blah. I told him, I was like, one of the gifts that the hospital gave me is that I used to go, even after Ava was done with treatment, I went back for monthly checkups every month with Ava. And at that point, like we weren't in the heat heat. We were kind of like, you know, we're kind of like, we're good. We're kind of out of the heat, but we're still going back every month for blood work. But I was able to tell, like, depending on how she looked, I could tell if the blood work was going to be bad or not. I already knew. So if she looked good, I was basically positive the blood work would look good. So most of the time I'll go in there pretty positive and dude, every time I'll go to the hospital, every single time I would leave there and just like, almost like kiss the ground and just be so grateful for what I have and remind myself that you never know what other people are going through, dude. Cause you walk through the hospital and there's a lot of people going through a lot of stuff and that goes for life too. So 
Yeah, no, I appreciate that reminder. I think it's something we could always reflect on is like, as soon as you want to be judgmental and you could have your own opinions, like I believe people should be training hard. I believe all these different things, but at the same time, I also believe that I have no idea what they have going on in their mind. And I'm just here to support. That's it. Because people go through some real shit and we don't know about it and that's okay. Yeah. And many times, man, it's like stuff you couldn't even possibly imagine. You know, it's like really, really heavy stuff. So yeah, that was a a, a good kind of somber reminder, but I, I think just important. It was a really good reminder for me. Um, but overall, man, great trip. Good to see some old friends, good to get some fitness in with some old friends. Um, the wedding, <laughs> the wedding was an interesting experience just because again, man, it's like every time we do something now as like a parent of a toddler, it's just like we laugh afterwards at how like just different, dude. It's just different. Yeah. Like, and life, sometimes, like, like it's Shay's world now and we're just living in it. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, you got to find that balance, right? Like where you want to bring, you want to bring Shay, you want to engage with him. You want him to be a part of it, but also you need time with Ariel to kind of 100%. It's, it's like this weird balance where like I've had to, you know, I mean, even now, right? Like Ash and I, we still have to segment out our date nights. And stuff. Now our kids do, they could stay home alone. Like it's different. It's completely different. I'm not trying to compare the two, but it's, it's tough because you want to bring Shay but it changes the whole dynamic. Like at a wedding, it's no longer you guys partying with your friends. It's now like someone's got to be holding the baby. And then, and then when the baby's ready to go, like you're leaving and you got to go. That's it. There, <laughs> the there's decision no other way. is like, made for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that, that that's part of that's good. You know, I think that us exposing our kids to travel and foods and different stuff, I think has played well, but at the same time, it's like, if you were able to bring your parents with you, or if you're able to have Cause I don't think, have you guys ever left Shay overnight and gone somewhere yet? Overnight? No. Um, and I think we're, we're close to the point where like, we should definitely like try and do something like that. Um, but you know, Dariel's decision of, of like when we do that and we, you know, we're so lucky that we have grandparents here, so we definitely have our time. Um, but it would have been, I, I think that the next time we're definitely going to fly some grandparents with us. I mean, if, if, yeah. Yeah. You live and learn, man. It's like, Dude, it's all good, but I'm glad you guys had a good time, man. It's, it's like I told you before on the last podcast, like wedding season, dude, I love wedding season. Like we got, we got good, we got some good seasons coming up. And today, today, you know, with the train hard merch coming up, we got, we got the deaf reset by the way. So I was on the Jocko podcast. It released today on Apple. I'm sure by the time this podcast releases, it'll be up on Spotify and YouTube. I'm sure. But Dude, three, three, three hours, 20 minutes, Gabe. Three hours, 20 minutes. I, I looked at it. That's a long episode. Um, but we talk about the deaf reset just briefly. That's coming up here in January. And so Gabe and I will be doing some type of challenge coming up in, I think we said like what, March, April timeframe? Yeah, I mean, we have plenty of stuff coming on, uh, going to go on in, in the next year. I What I just encourage everyone to do is make sure you're subscribing to the newsletter following Instagram, checking out the podcast. Um, you know, Jason will want to release things earlier than ideal, but you know, we'll keep you guys updated at an appropriate time. Stay tuned for the deaf reset that we're doing with Jocko and go That's check right. out my podcast with him. If you want to learn, if you want to like deep dive into Jason Klepa, like if you want to go like way back, go listen to his podcast. If you don't really care, you're like, bro, I just want to know what you're doing right now. Then just listen to this podcast. But if you want to go way back into like, you know, t talking about like really history stuff, then then you, you should go listen to that podcast. Cause I think that Jocko's vision, I think with his guests is to really like underline, like talk to me, like if we only had this one conversation together and we wanted to like really get to know each other, 
talk, share with me all these things. That's I, that's that's what I gathered from our conversation. I'm excited to listen to it, man. I'm pumped. Well, you got to go re-download Apple Podcasts if you want to get it today. Otherwise, yeah. Um, dude, I'm a Spotify guy now. I know. It's because Rogan switched there. He he did a lot for them. Well, dude. He, and side note, his contract's coming up. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Oh, bro. I bet you he's going to crush it. I hope he does. Um, well, I'm headed to a fitness symposium today for law enforcement. Should be interesting. Uh, we got some cool, exciting stuff coming up um, through the Train Hard channel, through... Um, you know, if you're here in the Bay Area, definitely visit one of our gyms. If you're a gym owner, obviously engage with us through NC Fit. But if you're just, you know, a guy looking to act the part, look the part, never get to zero, you got to make sure you're following trainhard.fit on IG. You got to continue to listen to the podcast and you got to engage us on the newsletter. We actually put out one. Um, it was it was about uh, looking the part today. I got back a lot of responses. So far, I think Hell yeah. quite a few. Um, and I'm going to respond back to them. So if you're on the newsletter, Email back because we do pay attention to that. I actually saw one for Gabe that was uh it, it was specifically a specific question for you about your back in recovery because I know you talked about that on one of the episodes. So we'll have to answer. Shoot that. it my way, yeah, and we'll we'll um save that for one of the Q and A episodes. Yeah, for December. Perfect, All right, man. Well, dude, I'm gonna continue to drink some coffee, go to this fitness symposium. I hope everybody listening has enjoyed this episode talking about the beach and getting after it in the 2k row if you have never done a 2k row find a rower row for 2000 meters <laughs> identify a pace and stick with it for as long as you can and uh, at the end you will probably be just like crying uh because of how difficult it is but then you know you got the stimulus you're looking for uh it's so good it's so good that like it, it's like because it's kind of like similar to the mile run right it's like that six to eight minute just like time frame is atrocious so yeah if you do it though tag us post it on instagram i'd love to see some some times and finishes dude there's some fit people out there there's 100%. some people that like dude <laughs> i'm i'm excited to see what some people can do but yeah 2k row the gauntlet has been thrown the gauntlet has been thrown all right keep getting after it keep training hard talk to you again next week let's go